let me take you back in time. Let's revisit some memories of days yet past. The small bleep in history's timeline. A moment of traumatic ecstasy. A world all too unfamiliar. 1892. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is down in Hampton, Georgia. And um, yeah, so my parents were never actually... Like, not the same Hamptons? No, not the Hamptons. Where are the Hamptons at? I though? think it's like Connecticut. Connecticut. All right. Not Connecticut, Georgia. Boonies. Down in the boondocks. Yeah, Anyways, boonies. so um, yeah, so I have two, I'm sorry, three half-siblings. Two on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. None of them are related to each other, but I'm half related to everybody and everybody goes between these two households right and wait that's not possible yeah you have a dad mm -hmm. and you have a mom yes both were married both and had kids oh wait you just said they weren't married they were married to different people oh and then there's me who i'm mm. sitting here in the middle of everybody related to everybody and how old were they when they had you everybody was a minimum of 20 years older than me, my siblings were. My parents were 46 and 47. Holy cow. 46 and 47. Yeah. Wow, that so is... So here's this little yeah. baby, right, in the middle of all of this mixed family stuff going on. But my, my parents weren't ever, like, actually really in a relationship. They just kind of had, like, a one-night thing. So I grew up literally never seeing my parents in the same room. They weren't really even, like, friends. Like, they didn't like each other at all. And so... So was it, like, a... Why did they have you then? One, I, I guess they said it was like Christmas Eve or something. Some one night stand. They got, <laughs> yeah. they got drunk so or one something. one night stand. Yeah. So. It's a blessing though. Here's me in the middle of all this, right? And um, yeah, so not at all anywhere near Orthodox. And so basically my entire life, I've never seen my parents in the same room. I've never seen my parents talk. I've never heard them on the phone with each other. Never seen them hug, kiss, anything like that. So I'm sure you can imagine what that does to... A young person's mind. A young blood. On, yeah. on relationships in general, right? So I had no idea yeah. what a healthy relationship looked like at all. And um, I was pretty much by myself all the time from a very young age because my siblings were 20 years older than me. So, like... That is insane. So, like, right now, if your your mom had a kid, it'd be exactly like that. No, it'd be like if your parents had another kid again. Well, Yeah. Like, so, for the third time. Yeah, yeah exactly. for the third time. Yeah, That would be fucked and also impossible. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Never know. Still wear protection. Yeah. I don't care if you're 80, 90, 100. Yeah. You never know. 
Yeah. So even at the time, like that was, I mean, my mom said even in the hospital, she had a orange folder that said like advanced maternal age. Like even that at 47 was not normal. Like everyone was like, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Like I've had relatives, I've had my dad, I've had so many people be like, oh yeah, we told your mom not to have you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Wait, that. what? Yeah. Your because, relatives? Oh, yeah. And you talk to them today? Yeah. This, uh, how does that make you feel? Like, you you got told not to be existed. I mean, they didn't know how awesome I'd be. Yeah. So. Every kid is awesome, almost. Yeah, but if you think about, like, the problems <laughs> that I probably could have and should have had, like. Because of her advanced age? Yeah. And just the fact that I'm literally the composition of. Wouldn't that make you advanced, though? Exactly. But if you think about it, I'm literally the composition of two people that do not get along, right? So like polar opposites. Yeah, so I can relate to that. My mental state like all the time, like I'm literally two mixes of things that hate each other. So like imagine what that's like and then, you know, going to different houses and then um separate holidays, all that, and I would literally just walk next door. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm gonna go to my dad's. Just walk over. Like, I used. Wait, they live that close? Literally, neighbors. Yeah, they were. They and were, yet they never were in the same room. No, together. I never saw my parents together. Like, if holy cow, they lived together for a very, very short time when I was like a baby, so I don't really remember it. But by the time that I was, you know, five and able to have conscious thoughts, oh, yeah, they were in separate houses already. So, so, so basically, at this point, if you look at your mom's backyard, you can see your dad's house. Yeah, like you could literally see like their driveways were next to each other yeah okay like that i would take some dedication down. to like completely avoid someone that's your neighbor yeah literally and like S- especially having a kid together mm-hmm. even with school and stuff like my mom was good at like reading and writing and my dad was more he was better at like math and science so like i would do half my homework with my mom and then walk over to my dad's house and do the other half of my homework so what's the, like the craziest memory that you can think of right now that happened between them or like between you with them or like something you want to share or like some something 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 crazy like what's a crazy because that's obviously like a crazy situation yeah so what's the craziest thing that happened so when i was very young like almost like probably still in diapers i would just walk back and forth between houses but obviously supervised right and there was one time where i was upset at something my mom did she probably turned off my TV show, Arthur or something, you know? And so I was like, I'm going to go to my dad's house. And all the doors were locked, so I crawled out the cat door. We had, like, a cat door because we had cats that would just go in and out. Yeah, yeah. Crawled out the cat door. Went over to my dad's house. My dad was not home. So I just walked around the neighborhood. And I specifically do not remember this. I remember leaving, but um, I've been told (laughs) by family members, neighbors, everything else, because my dad still lives at that house, so I still know everybody there. Um, I had somebody come up and tell me that they're like, yeah, you like came out your mom's cat door and you went to go find your dad and he wasn't there. And you were walking around the neighborhood telling people that your parents died in a car crash. What? Yeah. When people would walk up to me and be like, Hey little girl, like, where's your parents? And be like, I don't have parents. They died in a car crash. Like who does that? Why did you tell them that? I, well, I guess you couldn't know. I don't know, but. I mean, I'm sure that just that upbringing in general is not healthy for a growing child. <laughs> but yeah, and I would just go back and forth between the houses. And my dad's house was a little bit back, like in the woods. And so he set up reflectors on all the trees so that I could walk back and forth at night and see where I was going with a flashlight. 
And um, well, that's nice. Yeah, and he had one of those big bells that you would pull on to ring. And so when my mom would walk me up the street to the bus stop in the morning, my dad would ring the bell, and that was his way of telling me good morning. That's that's pretty cool though. Right? That is pretty cool. That's I like honestly really like the way I was brought up. Um, most people don't. My therapist definitely does not. But um, I think it's really unique and original, and I it's made me the person I am today. Well, why do you think that you told everyone that you're? Why do you think everyone? <laughs> why do you think you told everyone that your parents had a car crash? I think if I if I had knowing myself and trying to think of why I would say that, I would honestly think that that was probably the only feasible reason why. I could explain to people why I was alone all the time was that I just didn't have parents and I probably felt like I didn't, you know? Okay. Yeah. So how does that, how how did that affect your like mental state or your, the way you thought about, like you said, relationships or just about life in general, you know, obviously at a young age, you're already thinking that you're alone in the world because Mm -hmm. your parents died in a car crash, which they didn't. (laughs) Um, And you just, you probably just didn't want to get caught for sneaking out of the house at yeah. any age, but how does that, how does that affect you now? Well, I'm very good at being alone. I, I really enjoy my alone time. And when I don't get it, that's, that's how I recharge. Cause I, that's how I was brought up, you know, was I was always alone. So now I have a social battery so that when that battery runs out, I just need to be alone. I just need to be left alone. I don't want to be talked to nothing like that. Um, so I've definitely gotten very good at being alone. Um, I'm very independent. I can do things on my own. Um, but also, on kind of the negative side, I didn't see what a positive relationship was like growing up. So I had no idea. And that affected me right away. First boyfriend I ever had, total douchebag, treated me like shit, but I didn't know any better. And I feel like that affects a lot of girls today. Um, Yeah, definitely. Not having a positive male influence within the household. You don't really see those positive interactions and don't see how women are supposed to be treated or significant others in general, how you're supposed to talk to somebody you love. Like I'd never seen that. Any exchanges I ever saw with my parents were negative and that's how I started out my life. And that's not a good way for anybody to grow up. Okay. So then how, how after this, you have a negative view on relationships, you, you know, you don't, you can be alone very easily. How did you change? How did you change your mindset from, something bad I guess you could say also something good like it's good to be alone but how did you change your outlook on what a relationship is like who was that positive influence for you um so I've had a few different people over the years um Matt being one of them just somebody on the outside looking in to point out things to me and be like hey you know that that's not normal right and I was like no like I thought that that's just how it was. I thought I knew what life is like and I I didn't. And you can't know that at the age of 15 or whatever, you know, but you think you do. And um, I had a few people point things out to me, like, you know, interactions with my parents or with my relationship at that time. And they were like, why do you let him talk to you like that? Or why do you let him do this or that? And I was like, well, what do you mean? That's That's just how guys are. And they're like, no, that's not at all. That's not normal. And I would have had no other way of knowing that besides, you know, other people. And Matt was a big one for me where, you know, a few interactions I had with my parents and, he and you know, they would get upset at me for certain things or I would get frustrated because I was always a middleman and having to say things back and forth to my parents because they literally did not talk. So, like, me planning a trip to go and visit my dad was me talking with my dad, then me talking with my mom, then me talking with my dad. 
And I would get so frustrated with that, but I just accepted it because I thought that that's just the way things were supposed to be. And then having Matt on the outside going, you do know that that's not healthy. And that's, yeah. that's not how that's supposed to be. I feel like when we first started dating, I feel like it's more of like at the age of like 16 or something like that, she would be the one kind of like being the middleman and saying like, hey, my dad told me to tell you this or my mom told me to tell you this to mm-hmm. her dad. Like they're, they're grown adults at that time. Jenna's only 16 years old. I mean, yeah. you don't need to be the middleman of the situation. You guys need to be the adults in the situation. Yeah, somebody's got to be the mature one. It's not the but, teenage daughter. But it, it was. It, but it, it was, though. So I feel like Jenna grew up faster than she should have been. And she, she matured more. And I told her, I'm like, that is not right. I mean, once you have a kid, you guys need to commit to communicate together in order to provide for that kid. For, for their well-being rather than like letting that kid put all that weight on their shoulders because uh, because they don't want to talk yeah man that is beautiful you're about to make me cry dude got some good words man. It, it's just it's just really fucked up and it really really fucked me up for to experience that for Jenna because both of my parents are not divorced and to see that it just like it really it, it really fucked her up. And I mentally, even... I mean, even she was still in high school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand. And it, it just like I, I, she already has so much to deal with in high school and grades and college, trying to find the right college. And for her to even deal with both her parents not talking to each other and like her being the middleman, it really fucked me up and it really pissed me off to the point where like, for real, grow the yeah. fuck up and like grow some balls and like provide for your child. The way the way that you like, you guys decided to have a child together. The way that that, that it was meant to be. You, yeah, exactly. You guys decided to have a child. You guys decided not to to get to get rid of this child. <laughs> be a fucking adult and deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I actually sat them down at one point, um, obviously individually, um, and which, I, which, I, which is fucked up. You guys should. <laughs> they should be able to sit down together and discuss this in the without. same room. Like, I've never you don't seen have to be the with the person room. like together in a relationship, yeah. but like it, to be able to sit down together and figure out something, especially when somebody that you should definitely care about, somebody that cares about you, okay. wants to talk about something yeah. deep that's burdening them. Exactly. You guys had a child together. The child shouldn't have to make these plans for you guys you yeah. guys should make these plans for your child i i did sit them down at one point and i told them i said you know what if you guys could get along well enough to make a baby you should be able to get along well enough to at least discuss topics that involve that baby you know where i'm gonna go to school when do i need clothes when do i need new books you know if you can't even have those simple conversations you should not be having a child it- but I'm glad you did, because no, no, I wouldn't I, be here. I, I'm glad you did as well. But I mean, at this point, you you should you should be able to discuss like everything in regards to that. Like, who's gonna wipe their ass at this point? <laughs> who's gonna change their diaper? Yeah, everything like that. That was a tough situation. Let me yeah. tell you, I don't know. I do not like changing diapers. I mean, like I, I mean, don't like wiping ass. If, 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 if you and a woman had a child together, you would be man enough to say yes. I'm man enough every day to do it. I mean, but you don't want your child to suffer through that no. to the yeah. point to Not even have that like mental like mental scarring. 100, yeah. I agree with you. 
and it's not like I was abandoned by either parents. Both of them were still there for me when I needed them. They weren't happy about it. And I mean, I'm, I'm very close with both my parents. And my dad actually recently told me, he said, if I would have known 20 years ago, in 20 years, you would be probably my best friend. I would have thought more about actually signing your birth certificate. Wow. Can you imagine a parent saying that to you? That's, that's, I'm sure that's hard to hear. So let, okay, so let's talk about you for a second then. Let's talk about pointers that you have for other people going through a similar situation. You specifically, no one else, there's no influence. What are some things people can take away? What are some things that you can tell someone right now to help them further along faster than you did? Even though you're great now, like someone's, you know, most people don't want to wait 10 years. That's why they're listening to this right now. So right. What, what can you say right now? What helps you? What helped you? What continues to help you? I know it's, it's tough news to hear, but parents are not always right. And they're not always the people that you should necessarily look up to. Some parents shouldn't necessarily be parents. And, um, no, you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. Not everybody's cut out to be a parent. And just because you are, doesn't mean that you're a good one. And I'm not saying my parents weren't good parents. They just weren't good parents together. They weren't good co-parents. But I think it's really important to remember that if you do not have a good relationship to look at, to look up to in your life, like your parents, if your parents do not have a good relationship, don't go to like TV and movies to look for those good relationship skills because that's not realistic either. You literally just went from zero to a hundred and that's not normal. That's not how life really is. And that's kind of what I went through. I'm, I'm looking at this couple that absolutely hates each other and aren't even a couple, right? To looking at these rom-com couples that are so totally in love and do these big romantic gestures all the time. And that's not realistic either. There is a happy medium and surround your pe- yourself with people that know that and realize it and help Heck guide yeah. you in that direction. I think I literally told Matt, I think I told you just like last week, I said, it's not a movie. Like life is not like a movie. You can't expect things to go regardless of what happens in your life. Like movies are like people's interpretations of what the world should be like or what they it, wish exactly, it was like. And so yes. like whenever you're looking at a movie, like, Dude, That's the ideal situation, and life notebook, is not ideal. I've actually never seen The Notebook. You've never seen The Notebook? I am a 23-year-old girl that has never seen The Notebook. Going back to what Jenna said and David said, I feel like... Do you not want to admit that you watched it by yourself? I, I, no, I was about no. to say, <laughs> see, it's like you did. Did you watch I, it without me? I have. Side note for uh, new listeners, we've been dating for seven years, so if yeah. you've seen The Notebook, I'll be really upset. I have never seen it. I've never seen okay. it. But... <laughs> Now I we have feel to like, watch it. I feel like with people with two strong personalities mm-hmm. collide and they have a baby, that's not right. Because people with two strong personalities do not match well because one person is going to think the other person's wrong. And the other person is going to always think that that person's wrong no matter what. Right. So imagine right, having those two personalities built inside of you. Yeah. I am in constant internal well, that's, conflict. That's the important thing. Is <laughs> The important thing... The, the important thing is that, like, it's the kid that matters, right? It's the kid that takes stuff away. So, like, your how you feel about it is what's important. And, like, regardless of what they do or what they go through or, like, their own struggles, like, it's not as big as what you're going through growing up as a child. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like once you have a child, even though you hate your partner with the person you had a child with, 
you should always speak highly of speak them. highly of them and Absolutely. always and always always agree not agree but always um what is the right word co-parent well just yeah, back co- each other up back you know? each, back each other up and always <laughs> you guys should always get along with each other in front of the child yeah for them to understand how a relationship should be a healthy relationship a healthy relationship even a co-parenting relationship you don't have to love each other but you should still speak kindly of each other and that's something that i really struggled with because i literally had both parents bashing the other parent constantly to me and what i thought was really funny is both parents said the exact same things about the other person they're so much more alike they're so much more alike than than they even know but they don't know that because they don't say it to each other but these are grown adults. Yeah. These are grown adults. It's like, not normal. This is some shit that you would hear about in like a high school setting. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this, like it, to this point, it really fucked me up when I heard about this. Like this isn't, this is not high school anymore. You guys are grown adults. You guys pay bills. You guys, you guys do everything. You have a child together and make sure you, your child realizes and how a healthy relationship should be, even though you guys didn't have one together. Even if you don't, you know, if you don't have that, like, thing in front of you that teaches you something as people as humans like we're able to find that on our own i guess what i'm saying it takes time it takes time and it takes maturity eventually you can get to that place if you're dedicated enough to find out what's the truth in this world and and what am i what did i miss out on and it sucks and it hurts because you're gonna have a lot like just like jenna like she started to realize things that weren't how it should be which probably I'm sure was hard to understand and hard to grasp and hard to be like, I'm okay with this. Like I'm okay with feeling like my whole life is a lie right now and I gotta I gotta completely yeah. change it and I gotta believe what other people are trying to tell me and help me out with. I basically had to create an entire new reality for myself. Everything that I thought was normal or that was okay wasn't. At this point, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like you kind of stepped back Mm-hmm. in reality and kind of took a mental break and kind of realized and how a healthy relationship should be rather than and how your parents acted with you absolutely so i i think that you i think that was a good thing and i think that people should know even though you have the same similar situation mm-hmm. i think you should just step back and take your take yourself out of the situation and kind of realize is this the right way and how people should act towards each other yeah because you only live so long the average person i'm guessing lives only or 70 80 years i mean 70 or 80 years that's not a long that's not a long time it's not and for me to have wasted 20 just trying to figure out what things are are normal and what aren't it it wasted a lot of time for me and my growth as a person and i've realized more now that i'm finally out in the world on my own out of my parents houses you know um, I've realized more now about the world than I have in my whole first 20 years of living with them, you know, about how the world really is and how people speak to each other and treat each other and what things are right and wrong. Like my my moral basis of right and wrong was wrong for so long. <laughs> and I know and it rhymes, I, I, I but could, I could vouch for that, too, because I, I know some of the things that she have she has said and done. I've looked at her out of the seven years we've been dating. I think we, we, we've we been engaged for less than a year now. I'm like, Jenna, this is not right. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, this is not right. This isn't how people should act t- 
towards each other and how they should act in public. Like, like you, you, you need to realize that your reality of life that you perceived before you met me is not how it's supposed to be. And it takes a strong person to like look at the other person and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, let, let me believe you. Let me, let me try. Can you to imagine be different? How hard that is to like literally think that you know nothing about the world. And that's why I think it's so important for everybody out there to make sure they surround themselves with some good moral compasses, some good people that are not afraid to say, hey, I know you've dealt with this for a long time, and I know you think this way about these things, but that's not how it should be. And for that person to trust you with their whole knowledge of what their life has been that far, to trust that person and rethink their whole lives, like that really means a lot. Exactly, but not even the not even a single person. I feel like it should be a group of people. Absolutely, if, if you want, you need to surround yourself with positive vibes. You need to surround yourself with a, what you want life to be about. You know what I mean? You need to have a group of people you want to be surrounded. A support system. Exactly. Yeah, and be a sponge for the good things. Ex- exactly. Yeah, it's hard to know which things to sponge up. I sponged and up a lot of the wrong things <laughs> for a long time. I, I, I think you need like SpongeBob when he had the abrasive side. <laughs> yes, exactly. Have y'all seen y'all seen SpongeBob? Yes. Oh my yes, I, dude, I love SpongeBob. You know what I'm talking about, right? The abrasive. He orders yes. the abrasive side. <laughs> yeah. It literally, I feel like every day, I feel like I quote SpongeBob at least once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, I love SpongeBob. That that was like, <laughs> I was never allowed to watch it in my home. But then when I would go over to my friends what? when I was like a yes. little kid, okay. like I'd go to my friends and he'd be watching SpongeBob, and I would sit there for hours. Absolutely. He like, let's go do something else. I'm like, dude, I'm watching SpongeBob. I never get to watch SpongeBob. This is this is it's... one of those things too. I was never ever. We didn't even have cable, and I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob. But... We literally, my parents told me that it would like kill your brain cells, right? And then we were watching a movie called Fried. It might, to be honest. We, were, we <laughs> yeah. were watching a movie the other day called Fried Green Tomatoes. I don't know if anybody out there has seen it. It's literally my favorite movie ever. And I was allowed to watch that at that age, but not SpongeBob. And we were watching it the other day, and it has scenes about the KKK and they're whipping people and saying the N word and murdering people and all this stuff. And Matt literally just looks at me. He goes, you were allowed to watch this, but not SpongeBob. But like the thing is like SpongeBob has some weird innuendos though. Exactly. But I have known so many people that they weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob at a young age. Like why not? Like, I mean, it like makes you dumb. I, I feel like I, I was allowed to watch like family guy Everything like that. It's uh, even Robot Chicken. I don't know if you guys remember what? that. What Robot Chicken? At, at like ten years old, Yo, and I, I that, feel like that I, brings back memories. And I, I feel like I feel like I'm like, I know what I'm talking about at this point. Like I'm street smart. Like I, I, I feel like I'm SpongeBob. Like come on, man. Like you want to hear know. something really messed up? Have you ever heard of the show called Franklin with the Turtle? It was like a kid's show. Yes. Yes. It's on, it's, it's on, uh, I think I've heard on it. On PBS. Think, PBS, yeah. PBS. And it's about oh, tying yes, your shoes yes, and all this yes. stuff. Okay, I was not allowed to watch that because my dad told me and my mom that the music in it sounded like the music from a cult. Franklin, the turtle that teaches you how to tie your shoes and Maybe do spring was, cleaning. And, but, like, come on. A kid wouldn't, like... I don't know. I do believe that some some things, obviously... Like if you're a kid, you won't you don't realize it. But then like once you start like hearing it and stuff like that, that like because when you're a kid, you're easier to trick, right? Manipulate, like manipulate, like yes. train, and if you want to say like 
You know, so like some things, yeah, don't don't like let your kids watch. I don't know about Franklin though. I've never seen it. But if it if it is cult music, maybe maybe he was right about We're that. We're gonna have to look this up later. <laughs> yeah. If anybody knows if Franklin had cult music in it, please let us know. So I Jenna, so going back to your situation, do you do you find yourself like kinda like rethinking about and how your parents taught you as a kid and how did you kinda like change the way that you kinda like perceive life in a sense so what i had to do and i decided this i think at 16 was that i needed an unbiased outside opinion so i decided to go and see a therapist and i i know for a lot of people that's a scary word or you know something that's frowned upon i personally do not see it that way i see it as me trying to better myself and get some outside assistance with that um, but basically this lady was freaking awesome. I loved her to death. Apparently. I went there. She, oh, she, she would always go, hi, sweetie. And like, oh, like honey, like come sit down and tell me about your day. And I literally just went there and I told her about stuff that had happened with my week. And I had to sit down and actually draw a map just to explain my family situation to her. Right. And I would. First, first of all, her, her family is so fucking huge that you won't even... I have a like, massive you, family. You can't even comprehend on how big her family is and how, like, complex this situation is and I the way she is right now. I have 62 cousins. 62 cousins. Oh, my God. My, my mom, my mom <laughs> has eight brothers and sisters, and my dad has two, so we... Very large family. And um, so I decided that I need an unbiased outside opinion to set me straight and tell me what's right and wrong. So I went to go see this therapist... And I would go and I'd see her every week and I would just explain to her about the things I was going through and this and that. And she literally told me, she goes, first of all, the first thing she ever told me, the very end of my first session, she goes, has anyone ever told you that you should write a book? I was like, no. She goes, I'm sure nobody else in the whole wide world has gone through what you've gone through by this age. (laughs) And that scared the bejesus out of me. And it, it was really great. I just got to talk about everything that I was going through and healthy coping mechanisms and what's normal and what's not normal in a home setting. And um, there's a lot of things that she really told me. She goes, yeah, don't do that. That's not the right way to handle that. And I had no idea. And I was so shocked at how little I truly knew about life and how to be a good person and how to treat people. I My mind was just blown away. At how little I knew. Therapy is a very good thing. I think for things that are really bothering you, things you think on multiple times a day about yourself or about the world, like, I mean, why not? Like, go talk to somebody, like you said, that's unbiased, that can listen to what you're saying and wants to help you and just think about it and be like, you know what? Like, let, let's do this together. I mean, I, I think therapy is great. I was in therapy. Um, Matt was in therapy. Jenna's been in therapy. So yeah, therapy is a good thing. It's very beneficial. I don't even. I don't even really like calling it therapy because therapy is something you do when something's broken, right? And I, I'm not. I wasn't broken. You know, you, you break an arm, you go to physical therapy. I wasn't broken. I like. I like calling it counseling because yeah. I was getting counseled on how to be the best version of myself, and I think that's really important for everybody to do at some point in their life. Going back to what Jenna said and David said, I feel like you said that when you go to therapy, you feel like something is broken. Maybe, Jenna, maybe you felt like something was broken at the time, but the therapist made you realize that nothing about yourself wasn't broken and kind of made you brought it back to reality. 
And I'm a very big supportive about going to therapy or counseling or stuff like that because I feel like everyone should, no matter, everyone goes through some fucked up shit in life. And no matter what you go through, I feel like somebody needs to be there to listen to you no matter what. And to make you realize that you're not broken and just make you realize you're a person living in this world like everyone else. That is a good point. Realizing that you aren't broken. And even if you want to say like, oh, people can be broken or, you know, I'm a broken person. Like, here's one way to think of it. You don't want to let go of that word. Like, I'm a broken person. Broken things can be fixed. But once you burn something to nothing, it can't be, right? It's gone. So before you get to that point, of where you go from, you know, I'm broken, I can't be helped. Broken things can be fixed. Don't push yourself all the way to that point where you burn down those characters of you that are amazing, that make you you. Exactly. And that's what I said. I'm very big supporter. Don't let yourself get to the point where you're going to burn something where you can't fix. Fix it before it gets burned. I know a lot of people that think the word therapy is a very scary thing. You think that you're going to dig up all this stuff that you don't want to talk about or you don't want to think about, but that's really not how it is. You go in, you sit down, and they said, okay, tell me what's going on. And you talk about what you want to talk about. And um, I've even had a few people say, like, what do you need a therapist for? Like, why don't you just talk to your boyfriend or your parents or whatever? I'm the type of person where, one, I need an unbiased opinion. I need somebody completely from the outside looking in. And two... When it comes to Matt, I don't think it's fair of me. Matt was my boyfriend. He was my best friend. He was the main person in my life. Is. Right. I was saying was because you were my boyfriend. Now you're my fiance. Anyways. Um, <laughs> there you go. Okay. But I don't know. Matt just said is. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, you were a lot of different things to me. Boyfriend, best friend, teacher when it came to a lot of things. And I just didn't feel like it was right to put all of that on you all the time. And sometimes it's not. No. And it's especially for a kid. We just needed to focus on being teenagers and having fun and, and going out and having a blast and living life. You don't need to be dragged down by all this stuff that's going on. And I, I did share a lot with you and I told you when stuff was bothering me. But for the hour long discussions that I needed serious help with, that needed to be done by somebody else. I, I, I feel like I was able to to help you out than me. Than what you could give me. Exactly. And going back to all this, I f- therapy and counseling, and no matter what you call it, you should definitely go to it. No matter what you have been through, even if it's a healthy relationship with your parents or healthy life, you always have something to talk about. No matter what. I mean, it is what it is. Even and- if it's just talking about work, normal life things, it just feels so good to just sit down and just... Have somebody that wants to listen to you and just wants to hear everything about your life and how things are going and just help guide you in the right direction and make sure you make the right choices. And it's really important to have that. If you don't have that in your immediately in your immediate family, it's definitely something to seek out. Yeah, I love that. Those shoot, man. Y'all y'all said some good words. We're running out of time. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please take something away from this and please let us know. If there's something that you want us to talk about or if you have a story that you want to talk about, we can always get you on the show. So I hope you guys have a great night, great day whenever you're listening to this. This is David. This is Matthew. And Jenna. All right. Peace, guys. Peace.